is possible to become free from debt, financial worry, your boss, and your zip code. You can start living a life you love, but first, you need to find your freedom. Using financial independence and lifestyle design principles, you can create the life of your dreams now. There are many paths to freedom, and that is what this podcast is all about. My name is Becky from 20free.co, and I am the host of the Find Your Freedom podcast. Wouldn't it be great if someone would tell you exactly how to create a new budget for your first time, for the new year, or when your old one just isn't cutting it? That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. There are six straightforward steps that will help you put together your best budget yet. After following these steps, your new budget will help you achieve your goals and live in alignment with your values. How? First, you'll be shifting from a budget to a spending plan. A spending plan gives you a framework for how and where to spend your money in order to achieve your goals and live your life in alignment with your values. If you want some background on how to create a spending plan and how it's different from a budget, listen to episode 31, which covers the top two reasons to create and follow a spending plan. One is definitely not what you think a step-by-step guide on how to make a personalized spending plan, questions to ask yourself as you create your spending plan, and tips and tricks for making a spending plan work for you. Now, here are the six steps to making a brand new budget. Step one, use a template. If you have an old budget, use the save as function to make it a template for your new budget. No need to reinvent the wheel. You can tweak this all you want in the following steps, but it's likely that the bones will stay the same. If you've been using a traditional budget and not a spending plan, or if you're new to budgeting, I'd recommend you download the spending plan template in the show notes at 20free.co slash episode 49 to help you get started with this better way to budget. Remember, a spending plan helps you spend in alignment with your values. Also, it's important to forecast your income for the coming year. I would recommend basing this projection on your past year's income and not inflating it too much unless you're sure of the increased amount. You can always increase your budgets later once the new income is insured, but it will be hard to get back the money you spent if that income never materializes. Step two, start with a goal. The most important thing to decide when you create your spending plan for the new year is what your overarching financial goals are. Do you want to save an emergency fund? Start investing in your 401k? Max out your retirement accounts? Save for a down payment on your first rental property? Pay off all of your student loans? You get the idea. The sky is the limit. This goal will inspire you to stick to your spending plan and it will drive you to figure out more creative ways to cut expenses in areas that aren't important to you while increasing your earnings and savings rate. Look at last year's money goals. Think about how you can build on top of them. Some questions to ask yourself include, what did I achieve last year? What's next? What's the most important thing for me to do financially this year? Then set a big, hairy, audacious goal. A BHAG is exactly what it sounds like, a big, crazy goal. Some people call these stretch goals, but I think setting a big, hairy, audacious goal makes me more ambitious with my goal setting. How do you set one of these? You take your new goal for this year and you dream bigger. 
don't stop getting bigger and bigger until the goal is so scary that one, you don't think you can achieve it in a year. If it's totally realistic, you're not shooting for the stars and you're not challenging yourself. And two, it's so big that you're a little embarrassed to admit it to other people. This fear is a great indicator that you're getting out of your comfort zone. And that is so important for being able to achieve things that you didn't really think you could. Your BHAG could be to increase your net worth a certain amount, save a certain percentage of your income, or pay off a certain amount of debt. Or maybe you want to leave your job by a certain date or start a side hustle that makes a particular income. Say your basic goal was to increase your net worth by $10,000. Maybe you set your big, hairy, audacious goal to increase your net worth by $25,000. Even if you end the year at a net worth increase of $15,000, that's $5,000 more than your original goal. Make your goals smart. When you're setting goals of any kind, the most effective way to set them is to make them SMART. This is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. This method of goal setting will make you much more likely to achieve your goals. Be sure to set a separate SMART goal for your basic goal and your BHAG. I share all about how to set SMART goals in episode 47. Then break your goals down into monthly milestones and enter them into your spending plan. Step three, revise and refine by asking specific questions. There are eight questions you should ask when revising your spending plan. Even if this is a brand new spending plan and you've never had one before, reflecting on the answers to these questions and how your spending looked last year will help you refine your spending plan. You can download a checklist with these questions in the show notes at 20free.co slash episode 49. Question one, what made it difficult to track and compare your spending to your plan? Look for ways to make it easier to track your spending and compare it to your spending plan each month. I'd also recommend finding ways to make this process faster without losing the necessary detail. This might lead you to change the way that you're tracking transactions or categorizing spending. Check out episode 35 for a guide to automatically tracking your spending. Question two, did any money mysteriously disappear? How can you track it better next year? For some people, any money spent in cash is immediately forgotten about and comes up as MIA when you do your tracking at the end of the month. That's what it's like for me. There have been months where I've spent $250 on who knows what, entirely in cash, which is really hard to track if I don't keep the receipts. Or it could be money that you've spent, but you're not sure what you spent it on. For this issue, using a program like Mint to automatically pull in your credit card spending is very useful. Another problem is not being sure what category the expenditure was for. I find I have this difficulty with Walmart receipts because the line items are total gibberish. My solution was downloading the Walmart app and scanning the receipts in. Then it shows me exactly what the items on the receipts are so I can split the expenses appropriately among my spending plan categories. In all of these cases, having a way to automate your tracking is key to reducing the amount of missing money in your spending plan next year. Learn more about automating your tracking in episode 35. Question three, what did you spend too much on? If you spent too much in certain categories, you have a couple of options. Option one is change your habits or the price. 
When you realize you're spending too much on something, take action to change either your habits or the price. Depending on the expense, you can cut certain spending patterns out of your life, like picking up takeout coffee or buying books online. Or you can negotiate a lower rate for things like your phone or cable bill. Negotiating is a key skill to cultivate, since you can negotiate pretty much everything from your cable bill to your car insurance rate. Changing my car insurance saved me over $300 a year. Option two is accommodate higher spending. Sometimes you just have to adjust your spending plan to accommodate higher spending. For example, if you spend more on groceries than you planned pretty much every month last year, this is a good indication that you need to increase the amount that you allocate to that category. Option three is identifying one-time overspending. In other cases, you may realize that this overspending won't happen again next year due to changing circumstances. Maybe you spent a ton of money on household goods because you moved into a new place last year. Now that you're settled in, you won't need to budget as much for that category this year. Question four, what did you wish you spent more on? Maybe you seriously underspent in a category that was high on your list of priorities. Maybe you passed up on some opportunity that you later regretted. Now is the time to reflect in order to avoid these mistakes in the coming year. You may regret spending more on stuff than experiences or more on consumable items than self-care. Frequently, people also regret not spending more on charity, donations, or tithing. Even if there was no specific opportunity that you turned down, you might want to increase your financial donations. Or you might decide to donate your time or your unused items to a worthy cause. Question five, what did you budget too much for but never ended up spending that amount? Maybe you overestimated or perhaps you didn't need a certain category at all. If you put a lot of money in your sports and exercise category, but ended up opting for more free exercise than you expected, you can decrease that allocation this year. Or perhaps you didn't need a separate category for a certain type of spending. If you always buy your household consumables at the grocery store, why not combine that category with groceries to make tracking easier and then bump up that category's budget? Question six. What did you buy that didn't have an appropriate category? If you're like me, when you buy something new halfway through the year, you don't want to add a new category to your budget. You might place it in a category that it kind of fits into and then adjust the coming year spending plan with an appropriate category. If you notice that you had to stretch one of your categories to fit something that could clearly be its own independent category, add that standalone category to your spending plan next year. Question seven. What new categories do you need next year? What planned expenditures do you have in existing categories? Add a new category for any known expenses you will have next year that you didn't have this year. Do you know that you're going to be buying a new phone in the coming year once your upgrade rolls around? Add it to your spending plan. Maybe you're going gung-ho with your New Year's resolutions and need a self-improvement budget for all the books and journals that you plan to buy. Set your goals for the coming year before you finalize your spending plan. Then be sure to align your financial goals with the other things that you wish to achieve. Give yourself permission to invest in yourself, an important project, or a critical tool that will help you reach your goals. I'll talk more about this in just a moment. Question eight. What categories will you no longer use that can be removed from your spending plan? 
This might be for one and done purchases that were completed last year or activities or hobbies that you are no longer keeping up or no longer need to spend starter costs on. Or maybe it's categories that you never used last year, debts you paid off, savings goals you've already met, or categories that can be merged to simplify your spending plan. Reflect on the categories that you didn't feel compelled to put expenditures in for whatever reason, then let them go. Remember, simpler is always better. Now that you've asked yourself these eight questions, you've made changes to your spending plan to make it easier to track and use next year. Step four, align your plan with your values. You've already set financial goals in step two and created budget categories for what you'd like to save, invest, or pay off. Now revisit your personal goals for the year and align your spending categories with these goals and values. This is important to do for both short-term and long-term goals. For each goal, determine if you'll need to spend money on it or if you could spend money on it in order to speed up your achievement of the goal. Then create a budget category for each goal and make a guess at how much money you would need to spend to achieve your short-term goals or progress towards your long-term goals in a year. Having this money set aside gives you permission to spend it in support of your goals and dreams. This is a wonderful freedom to have because you're setting out a plan ahead of time that will ensure your spending aligns with your vision of your best life. If you want guidance on finding your core values, creating a vision, or setting goals, check out episodes 45 and 47. Step 5. Look at your budget as a whole. As you've updated your spending plan spreadsheet throughout this process, you may have added new categories, deleted old categories, increased or decreased budgeted amounts for certain categories, and generally switched things around. Now's the time that you zoom out and take a big picture view. What percentage of your budget is going towards your necessities, like the big three, housing, transportation, and food? I share ideas for reducing your big three expenses in episode 37. If you ordered your categories from most money budgeted to least money budgeted, would this be in direct alignment with the things that you value most and the things you value least? If not, move some money around. Make sure that overall, you haven't budgeted more money than you expect to make next year. Step six, schedule regular review sessions. If you don't put regular spending plan reviews on your calendar, they might not happen. Decide the frequency with which you'd like to review your finances, such as weekly, monthly, or quarterly, and add a review meeting to your calendar. You could use a paper planner, a wall calendar, or an online calendar. If you add this to your online calendar, I'd recommend setting a reminder for one or two days in advance so you can start getting prepared before you do your review and so you won't forget. Here are examples of spending plan review sessions. On a monthly basis, log in to Mint or You Need a Budget or whatever app you use to manage your transactions. Pay your bills, evaluate your spending according to your spending plan, tweak the spending plan for the upcoming months, and send any extra money to your top goal, such as student loans or investments. On a quarterly basis, check how you are progressing towards your goals and make sure that your savings are on track. On a yearly basis, sit down and follow the steps in this episode to create a new and improved spending plan that fits your goals and needs for the upcoming new year. Now is a great time to get back on track with your financial goals and create a budget that sets you up for success. First, use your old budget as a basis for this new one. 
I'd recommend starting a spending plan if you haven't already by listening to episode 31 and downloading the free spending plan spreadsheet in the show notes at 20free.co slash episode 49. Write down your financial goals and then do something crazy. Make them bigger. Then ask yourself specific questions that will help you adjust your budget and make it even better this year. Next, align your plan with your values by creating budgeting categories that correspond to your personal goals and financial goals. Then take a step back and look at the big picture of your budget. Does it reflect your values and goals? Have you accurately projected your income? Finally, make time on your calendar for regular review and maintenance sessions. And remember to revisit this episode yearly to create a new budget for the new year. To find resources mentioned in today's episode, check out the show notes at 20free.co episode 49. Do you want to finally feel good about your finances and have a stress-free plan to create a life you love? It's time for you to reach your biggest money goals, like paying off debt, building up savings, and using your money to create your ideal life. As a money coach, I will help you gain clarity about what freedom looks like for you, develop a strategy to get there, and overcome your money roadblocks on the path to financial and lifestyle freedom. Let's hop on the phone. During our free 15-minute coaching call, we're going to develop a vision for your ideal life and how your finances fit in. Not only are you going to get massive clarity, you're also going to get a free spending plan spreadsheet just for booking the call. Visit 20free.co slash moneycoaching to get your free money coaching call and budget spreadsheet right now. That's the word 20, F-R-E-E dot C-O slash moneycoaching. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you're subscribed to the Find Your Freedom podcast on whatever app you're using to listen to this episode. Do me a favor and also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Go to 20free.co slash iTunes to be redirected to the page on Apple Podcasts where you can leave your rating and review. I really appreciate it. If you think this episode would help someone you know, please share it with a friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Find Your Freedom podcast. My name is Becky. You can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at 20freeco and sign up for free resources and email updates at www.20free.co. That's the word 20, F-R-E-E dot C-O. I'll talk to you next week on another episode of the Find Your Freedom podcast.